Welcome into the basketball edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, joined here with my co-host Mark Unnels. Mark, how are you feeling on this on this glorious day? I'm glad we're finally getting some NBA basketball. I but, tweeted yesterday, I felt like the season's already over with. We haven't had a game in nearly a week, man. We're finally here. Finals, baby. And listen, we'll get to the finals, but before we do that, we got to live life a little bit in the rearview mirror because I haven't been able to sleep good. I haven't been able to eat good. It, it just, everything has been wrong because I was like the only person that felt like on the planet who had the Miami Heat as a potential team to go to the NBA Finals. I mean, you were close. And Jimmy Butler missing that three-point shot was one of those all-time. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. See, I was on the other side. I had Boston winning, but when you shot the ball, I was like, yes. Like, yes, I'm glad you're shooting that because that's a bad shot. Actually, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that because I did double back. At first I said it was a bad shot, but he could have got a better shot. It wasn't the best shot. You had Al Horford on his heels backpedaling. There was nobody else in the paint. You're only down by two. You cannot tell me that Jimmy Butler couldn't have blown past him and got an easy layup, or at least, at the very least, Al Horford would have had to foul him and had to go to the free throw line for two free throws. It wasn't the best shot. At that point, Nick, I have absolutely, unequivocally, no problem with the shot. He's not a three-point shooter. He's the best one we got right now. You, I'm going to wait around for Mr. Max Struess, who may or may not have stepped out of bounds, which is a whole other conspiracy theory. Don't even get me started over there. But all I know is this. It, this is it's like, it's like mailing a red light camera ticket. No, either you pull me over or I get away with it. You can't mail me a red light ticket two weeks later. I don't even remember if I was there. I don't care what your camera says. Pay that when you uh, re-register your car. <laughs> I'm saying... It's it's like self checkouts. It's cheating. It's cheating. I go if you go to the self checkout, it should easily it should cost ten percent less. <laughs> I have takes on a lot of these a lot of these items. Like I have a takes on a lot of this. Wow. But no, essentially, if your if the robot is doing the job, it's got to do it right then and there. Don't co- you can't come way back after the fact. No 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 no. no. You can't reverse a call that was never a call to begin with. Max Struess thought didn't think it was out of bounds. Whoever was defending him didn't think it was out of bounds, and neither the coach thought it was out of bounds, and nobody in the arena did. What are we doing? Yeah, after seeing the footage of that, that was pretty bad. His heel didn't even touch the ground. It appeared on first glance he was out of bounds, but he he definitely wasn't. But yeah, that that's tough. I, well, they have won the game. I mean, if you look at the points, then yeah, but the game would have been played a little bit different. No, and I don't think I, I don't think I don't it, like to go on to the. No, I don't. I think that the equivalency is this. This is a missed in a game like basketball where teams are scoring, you know, a hundred or so points. Missing a point. Like that, or missing a three-point, having a three-point swing like that, it's like a missed first down call, mm-hmm. you know, or a bad strikeout. Like the umpire calls a guy out on two bad balls in a row. Mm-hmm. Is it great? No. But you can't point at that singular moment as to the reason why you lost. Yeah, you can't just do the math and be like, well, they lost by this much, so if they would have counted that, they would have won the game. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, okay, so, yeah, you would have had first down. You also could have converted on fourth down, right? The next guy could have got a hit. Jimmy Butler could have hit the three. And Boston would have been and, – and this is the thing that, 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 that I have to talk about because, I, again, I, I feel like I was the only one. I was like, I was like, there was very few of us, me and DJ BN, uh, me on Twitter. Well, he's a New hero. York Jets writer. <laughs> me and him are the Miami, only people. From Miami. And Hunter Patterson <laughs> from <being laughs> USC. They were it. We were it. Man, my my own girl was rooting for Boston. Oh man, Deuce Tatum. She was divided. Oh uh, me. So I'm I'm like it's me. I'm gonna look like. And you know what? Everybody was just writing them off. And and and, and for about I don't know thirty six minutes of the game, it felt like they should have been off. Yeah. But you, as somebody who had Celtics in seven, I know how you are, Mark. You're on the timeline. You're visible. You plant your flag. Yeah, I do. In a very Baker Mayfieldian way. <laughs> wow. How did you feel 
watching that lead dwindle? You know, I never felt like they were actually going to lose the game until that last possession when Butler was going down the court. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is really scary right now. This is very, very scary. And when he shot the three, I mean, obviously, it was a chance it could go in, but I was like, that's not the best shot. But if that would have went in, they would have won the game. They would have won up by one point. It would have been his time left on the clock, but at that point, the momentum would have been so crazy. That place was ready to erupt, bro. It would have reminded me of, like, the Ray Allen shot in Miami. I don't know if fans left that early this time, but it kind of gave me that type of vibe. Like, if he made that shot, people going to be trying to rush back in, going crazy. The whiteout would have been going nuts. They would have had the tape on the sideline. Oh, no, hold the champagne. Hold the champagne. Like, let me ask you. type of moments. If you go to a game, that's a complete aside. If you go to a game, when do you leave that game? just depends. It depends on the team. depends on the opponent. It's a lot of variables that go into it. Like, is your team known for making comebacks? Are you playing a team that's just that much better than you and you know, like, okay, this shit's over with? Like, it just depends. Like, I don't know. In that game, you're not leaving because it's game seven. Like, I don't care what the score is in that game. You're not – well, I take that back. If you're a Suns fan, I would have left in game seven for that game against the Mavericks. Okay, like something like <laughs> – but that's – okay, that is maybe there – but that's the only instance time. I can think of in the entire postseason, except for Golden State and Memphis. I can't remember where that game was played. Game five. Memphis. It was, was in Memphis. Memphis. But oh, so it was in Memphis. So Memphis was winning. Well, so they're not going to leave. So that, yeah, so that's going to turn into a huge party, right? Yeah, but I can't. That trick. Right, right. But I, I, I don't walk out of a bad movie. I don't turn a bad movie off. I spent two ninety nine to rent on Amazon. Watch, watch whatever. Why in the hell am I going to walk out of a game? That I you spent thousands of dollars potentially to go to this game, you're gonna leave with two minutes left to what? Beat the traffic? Like what's that? I mean, but two minutes? Come on! I mean, at that point, you can you can leave at two minutes if you're down by like twenty. If you, uh, but I'm saying if you're gonna why? But what is the rationale behind leaving with like if you got up? You know, I say okay. So if if, if Two minutes, four minutes, whatever, five minutes. At, at whatever point you feel the game is out of reach, okay. as Miami fans did, as because you saw they were streaming towards the exits after Struess's phantom out of bounds. It's just like, what, what else do you got going on that you got to rush to that is so much more important than just watching the end? Uh, so, like, it, like, if you watch a movie, if you go to the movies, and you, know, you go watch Fast and the Furious 11, and and Vin Diesel dies, and they know the movie's two hours, and he dies with a minute fifty five in. Are you just gonna get up and walk out because he died, the star of the show's dead? It can't get no better. I get what you're saying, but the difference is there's more of a human element when it comes to sports, right? You can look at your team in the eyes and see if they're defeated. In a movie, you know it's, it's scripted. The so human you know, element is even more reason why you gotta stay. That can go either way. That can go either way. Because what if you're looking at Max Struess, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. And he's had his, he got his head down. You're down by 20 with four minutes to go. He has his head down. Air exposures like this on the sideline with his arms crossed, looking at his bench like, I have no answers, guys. <laughs> like, I mean, at that point, what are you sticking around for? And it's Miami, Barton. You can go to Ocean Drive, go to the beach, go to the strip club early. It's a lot of things to do in Miami that are more important than a game seven <laughs> for the Miami Heat. Okay. All right. That's fine. It's well, you said you go to the beach, right? You said say the beach. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you know what happened on December, on November 19, 2004? No. <laughs> what the hell? That, that date doesn't stick out to you. Yeah, it doesn't resonate with it. Does it just stick in your mind? No, I was like 13 years old. <laughs> I feel you. Well, I remember it. And I'm sure you will, too, after I tell you what it was. But it was the malice at the palace. Oh, okay. Yeah, I should have did that. Now, people in Detroit, well, I mean, you shouldn't have just known the date off the top of your head. But I'm just saying. Yeah. I just remember that if you told me, like, November 2004, like, well, if you gave me, like, basketball, I'd be like. Yeah, you like, kind of got yeah. – you was really broad. And plus, I was I there. No oh, you was there? <laughs> I, no, I wasn't there. I mean, oh, I was, I I was in Detroit arena. two oh. years later. Oh, okay. No. okay. But you know what? There were several people there. Yeah. Several. A few. Yeah. You know why? 
because the score was 97-82 to with Detroit losing with a minute left when that happened. I was watching the game live when it happened. It was the ESPN game. I'll never forget. So you're talking about how you'll never forget that moment, right? How, how did it go for you? I mean, bro, I was like a teenager. I'm watching. It was like it was a Friday night. I'm pretty sure it was. It ESPN was Friday night game, and I was in my room, bro. I just couldn't believe what was happening, bro. I've never seen anything like that before. And you know, as a teenager, I'm like, bro, this is entertainment. Like this is like wrestling. This is like when I was in the wrestling mode, right? So I was like, wow, this is really happening in that professional setting in the NBA. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't keep my eyes away. Now, you know what would have happened? If you were you, you would have gone to the strip club with a minute left. And then, because it's 2004, you wouldn't have found out until you got home the next morning and saw on uh, Sports Center when Scott, uh, when Stuart Scott told you that there was a brouhaha at the palace. Then you would have been like, damn, I was there. And we left. I was there, and we left. I can't believe this. For what? To go see some titties at the strip club? I can go see that on tomorrow. Beat that Detroit traffic, man. I'm saying, I'm going to sit in traffic tomorrow. This was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that you, Mark Gunnels, potentially, hypothetically, in this scenario, had purchased a ticket to go to, and you (laughs) gave up on the opportunity to see that because you left. So I I really have no remorse for fans like like uh like oh he had trouble with the snap Michigan Michigan State when the when the uh, Michigan punter fumbled. State fans were outside and clamoring to get back in. No, you stay your ass outside. This ticket says no reentry. So you're never leave the game early, guy, under any circumstance. If I'm leaving the game early, I was never intending to stay the whole time. Okay. Okay. Like, if it's a, t- if, if it's a ticket that I bought, shit. Okay, what if somebody invited you and it was on their behalf? That's what I'm saying. I was, I'm, I, where are we going with this? You know what I'm saying? If it's if it's like, like I, I, we went to see uh, – Extra points back when the start of last basketball season or this basketball season. It's just been all a big whirlwind. We saw the Clippers and the Suns, like kind of as a company outing, Mm -hmm. right? I knew when I got there that I had work at 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I knew when I got there that I wasn't going to see, you know, seven minutes in the third quarter. That was my out. Yeah. No matter what was happening. Yeah. It could have been a tie game. It could have been one team up by 40, one other team up by 40. Right, right. I just knew that was when I was out. Okay. So then if something happened in the fourth quarter, I wouldn't have had the same damn. Because I just I, I knew regardless, knew what it was. I was going to miss it. Yeah, yeah. You knew what it was heading into it. Exactly. Okay. I'm already knowing I'm catching this on the back end of the radio. And you know what else people knew what they were getting into? Well, I don't know if they did, but they got what they wanted. And I heard this the other day. Mm. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> it's the greatest movie of all time, right? Are, are you getting what you wanted? I, apparently, it is the greatest movie of all time. Actually, I haven't even seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet I've either. I've seen all the reviews. I haven't seen one review below an A. So, that's why I tweeted, like, is this the, like, everybody is saying how amazing this movie is. Like, I haven't seen literally one, not even bad review, not even, not even just an average review, not even a B all I've seen were A's, 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 and A's, and A's. I'm like, this must be the best movie ever. And I mean, Sal came on the podcast on on uh, whatever day we did it. Memorial Day has me all screwed up. He was talking about how I was like, what are you doing? You haven't seen it yet? And I'm like, nah, man, I, I I just haven't. But And shout out to Sheck, man, uh, watching my tweets. When I say, uh, I saw you got a kick out of the 11, 11 a.m. in L.A. Oh, man. It's, it's the funniest <laughs> 3.25 thing. 3.25 in L.A. It's the funniest thing, man. You <laughs> scrolling the timeline, and there's Mark with the time and date just ready for you, baby. And just in case you're curious, hey, you know, he's hey, from Kansas City. Everybody doesn't have access to a clock, man. So <laughs> I'm there for the people, man. Well, now that I, I mean, but quite honestly, if Jimmy Butler made that three-point shot, as we go all the way back to what we were talking about beforehand. And you're a Miami fan and you missed it. I don't care. You deserve to miss it, first of all. Second of all, it just I would have liked to have seen the way the national media would have had to respond as a whole. Because like 
Because first, it was such an interesting dichotomy because you had the Draymond thing. I was like, they're going to play the Celtics, which I didn't think was that ridiculous of a thing to say, right? <laughs> like, And then so like Miami, you know, got all caught up in and used it as motivation, right? Whatever, cool. But then the idea that everybody after was like making fun of the Heat for pushing back at Draymond, I was like, I don't. I don't understand. I think we're just making fun of everybody who does anything here. No, because people. The reason why we're making fun of Miami for going back at Draymond is because you didn't finish the job. You won Game Six. You're still not in the finals yet. That's I can fair. see if you punched your ticket already. Now you can talk your stuff. Like, yeah, Draymond, you were wrong, but it's only three <laughs> three at that point. And then ultimately, Draymond <laughs> was correct. Yeah, but I know this. To put a pin in the Miami Heat, you got to score some damn points. And Tyler, uh, and Tyler Hero says he wants to, he deserves to start, he earned the start. Well, in Miami, both friends say that you're not gonna start unless you start playing some damn defense. And I, quite honestly, he's he he needs to be starting. He needs to be. And as the Struces of the world and Duncan Robinson of the world being specialty bit pieces. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me, not to the same extent, because I don't think he's going to be this type of player, but it kind of reminds me of the James Harden situation a little bit when he was in OKC, coming off the bench. Like, you knew he was better than a six-man, but for that situation, it made sense. But for this situation, it really doesn't make sense because they need another offensive punch out there with Jimmy Butler because I like Bam. But Bam is not aggressive enough to be your second offensive scoring option. He he doesn't even look to score. Has to shoot seventeen footers. Yeah, he doesn't even look for it. I mean, dude, <laughs> it's like, bro, like what are like what else are you out? Like at a certain point in time, it's like what else are you out? That's why I don't have a problem with Jimmy taking the three, because Jimmy knows exactly what he's out there to do. You know what I'm saying? If he thought that was the best shot he could get with time and score and all of that, hey. It's kind of like sometimes, like, you know, coming down in crunch time and, like, trusting a guy like Luca, Like, he's like, hey, you you thought that was the best look? And, I mean, yeah, you were open. Okay, you thought that was the best? All right, cool, 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 cool. You got it. Like, Steph, sometimes, no, that wasn't the best look he could have got, bro. That was a bad shot. You know what I'm saying? Some guy, KD, no, no, okay, okay, cool. I got you. That was the I, I, You try, I, I feel you. You just miss. Sometimes you miss. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, Bam has to do better. Before we get into tonight's game, I do want to ask you a question that ultimately does not matter, as I just mentioned, Kevin Durant. Who does this look worse for now, Kevin Durant or Kyrie, as both of their teams, or former teams, I should say, uh, make their finals berth? That's a good question. That's a really, really good question. I'm going to say Kyrie, though. I'm going to say Kyrie because I know it's easy to poke at KD right now, but let's not act like the Warriors didn't miss the playoffs the last two years. Like, people just conveniently ignore that. <laughs> like, they literally missed the playoffs the last yeah, two seasons. That's what's having me really blown <laughs> about this whole talk of the dynasty. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, I think that we should look at, this, at the Warriors as the competitive era, mm-hmm. right? Like, whatever the step below dynasty is, like, yeah. whatever San Antonio was for all that period of time. Yeah. Like, whatever the Detroit Red Wings have been in hockey for the last, like, 20-some years, like, just continually making the playoffs, being successful. I'm willing to give that to Golden State. Yeah. But Dynasty, not for me. Yeah, it's really weird because, like, you got to break it up in different sectors, right? Like, pre-KD, with KD, then the two years without him missed the playoffs, now you're back in the finals. It's it's just it's too weird for me to – it's like there's it hasn't been consecutive, you know? Like, it's been broken up. Like, I just can't – I don't know. It's weird. You got to break it up in two different places, two different pieces. Actually, three different pieces, to be honest with you. That's why I think I I agree with you that uh, Kyrie – it's a worse look for Kyrie, but I don't think either one of them particularly care. Uh, Kyrie should care, though, because look at it like this. The difference is when KD went to Golden State, even though he was, quote, unquote, the best player, you knew that was Steph Curry's team. Right. When Kyrie went to Boston, Tatum and Jalen Brown were young enough to where you could have looked at that. That's Kyrie shit. You know what I'm saying? Because Kyrie already won a championship. 
those two guys never been to the finals before. And he's the point guard. So he had an opportunity to be the man there. He would have got most of the credit while still having two elite wings. And if he would have been a true point guard and really been a leader and accept that role, we would have looked at him totally differently. I mean, imagine him in this leader, refined role instead of Marcus Smart right now. And I know Marcus Smart brings the extra stuff like the defense, and I get it, you know, the intangibles and stuff like that. But if Kyrie would have bought in, that's a legit big three Man, in I, Boston. I remember it, I was sitting in the – I was sitting in whatever bar Rob used to have everybody go to. You know, Rob would have, have his uh, – fellowships where he emails 85 people and texts 85 people to come to the bar. Founders Alehouse, that's what it is, on Pico. And I'm sitting next to Chris Broussard, and it's a day after Kyrie was shut down for the season. He's like, man, the Celtics are done. And I was like, dude, first off, Terry Rozier is all right. Like, like, why are you – like, Terry Rozier is all right. They'll be – like, I think their ceiling is exactly what it used to be. He's like, you think they could make the police call Like, yeah. It, you know, and fast forward a couple of weeks later, and LeBron and Jason Tatum's dunking all over LeBron, right? But then that's the but then that's the re, that's it, right? Boston, like if you look at Golden State, you had success without Kevin Durant, success with Kevin Durant, a period in time that everybody but you and I have seemed to have forgotten, and now more success without Kevin Durant, right? It's four individual kind of chapters there. Mm-hmm. The D'Angelo the, the Russell era in the between. <laughs> you want to call that an era? <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at KD, I mean, you look at Kyrie, Boston had success without him, right? Playoff success without him relative. And then they made the trade to try to get over the hump, right? They don't get over the hump with him. I mean, they, you know what I'm saying? They have then... You know, the playoffs that he does play, he gets bumped off the floor by Giannis in, in a heartbeat. And now Boston, you know, scuffles for a slight second. And then oh, they've been in the Eastern Conference Finals two of the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like you can look at one point. <laughs> what was the point? It was like, oh, Kyrie came. And then somehow Jason Tatum wasn't dunking on LeBron no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kyrie left. They figured it out. Now Jason Tatum is is the odds on favorite or, or the odds on favorite on the Celtics to win Finals MVP if they were to win. Yeah. It's like, huh, huh. Yeah. If I was Kyrie, I'd be kicking myself right now. Like if you could have been alongside those two young wings while you get older, I mean that was a perfect situation basketball wise for him. Real quick, while we're talking about Kyrie and KD, let's talk about this dunked on stuff because I think this is. What's your take on, on Kevin Durant and Draymond and the new media and all of that? Well, Draymond is right. Draymond is right. If you did your research, Steph Curry received a lot of doubles during those finals against the Cavs. I mean, they were blitzing him on every pick and roll, and KD was the beneficiary of a lot of those doubles, man. I mean, now you see against Boston, he's playing in crowded spaces, right? He's not having those one-on-one opportunities now in Brooklyn. And I know you hate this word. I don't know. I think you do. The gravity of Steph Curry allowed Kevin Durant to play one-on-one. And we know that you cannot guard Kevin Durant one-on-one when he has a lot of space. And the gravity of Steph allowed him to play that way. And I know people say, he's won the two finals MVPs. But it's a reflection of Steph Curry of why he won those MVPs. Because the Cleveland Cavaliers, even Tyron Lue admitted, they were more concerned about Steph Curry than they were Kevin Durant. So it gave KD more opportunities to score points. Uh, so the thing I don't like about gravity is you, it's the same thing about LeBron and how much money he spends on his body. Like, every athlete spends some, some money on their body. It may be more. It may be less than LeBron. We just don't know it, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like the idea that Luka doesn't have – Gravity, right? And then I was like, what is gravity? Oh, just, you just look at the space that he creates for other players. It's like, bro, I see a lot of players creating a lot of space. And I, I, like, I hear that Steph is probably the best one. But, like, you telling me that, like, like, I the thing that just bugs me is, like, you put KD, like, you put KD and Luke in the same spot, in the same team. It's like, you, you can't double either. You can't. 
what are you gonna do there? You probably like you same. It's the, you're in the same boat. Like that's why I say like if if you were telling me how Steph's gravity was making. Uh, so is it a coincidence that Andrew Wiggins is shooting his best from three of his career this season with Steph Curry for a full year? Is that just a coincidence? I mean, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that causation is a correlation is not causation. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. It's silly to say that he's not getting better looks than he has now. But he's also the fourth option, whereas beforehand he was expected to score. Like there's a whole different, there's a whole different dynamic. All I'm saying is this: like if you had a guy, like if you if you had a guy who was and I get Andrew Wiggins would be the example but a guy who is playing the same role that he was somewhere else but playing that role poorly and then came to Golden State and now in the same role like you know what D'Angelo Russell was the same player every step of the way Steph's gravity didn't help him and I'm not, but I do you know what I'm saying? He was the same player, like every step, like his game didn't change dramatically. And I'm not trying, so it's just, I just, when we assign this, the gravity that Steph plays with, well, he also plays with Clay Thompson, who is one of the greatest shooters of all time. At the time, he was playing with Kevin Durant, who was seven foot shooting guard. This is unique, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you got a lot of freak of natures on the court, right? This is a unique group that you got. And the point guard, who you know, the real point guard is six seven and can't shoot. In fact, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like this is a this is a motley crew, but it's all about you know the gravity, the gravity. It's like, it's but like, I mean, I know you see the still images, man. There'll be like three guys on staff, and everybody else is wide open. Like you've seen that on Twitter plenty of times. I'm not saying, but I just feel like if we paid attention to everybody else in the same way. That we would see that uh, everybody else also has gravitational pull. Like if you told me that Steph had the most gravity of anybody, then yeah. I could get what I you. I think that's more. the argument. Nobody's saying nobody, nobody else doesn't have it. I never heard it's it. Just that Steph. I has literally had never heard the phrase "gravity" referred to any basketball player except for Steph Curry. But but you can see why though. He's the greatest shooter of all time. But I but, we understand why. But I've heard about you know I also heard I've heard other people talk about he is a great shooter. Like, other people are great shooters, right? <laughs> so you want to tell me he's the greatest shooter of all time? Okay, I can get with you. But, like, he has the most – like, what – you, know you know what it is? It's it's most talented. It's the same thing as most talented to me. Like, what does that like, even you're mean? You're like, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't get what that means. But to get with the Draymond thing, what I, what I loved about this Draymond thing, I found it so funny. Because I, I think the idea of this new media is another, what do you mean, Right? Because when you say this new media, right, and, and you know, because Draymond, you know, he says what he says on the clip with Colin. That's real new media. Colin Cowherd. <laughs> a, a, a real, uh, a, a real, real, real trailblazer. Real guy coming out of the, you know, uh, who's that? Never heard of him. Fresh out, <laughs> fresh off the boat, Colin Cowherd, right? Uh, but he's, he's in his new media podcast talking about all of this. And KD responds and says, that's 100% false. Draymond then responds on Twitter, says, hey, bro, you got to listen to the whole clip. You know what I'm saying? We got to watch the whole show before you just judging off this little clip, so on and so forth. Draymond, welcome to the media. <laughs> just welcome to the, this is what it is. They don't read the whole, they, they're not going to, they're not going to, they're going to read the headline. They don't read the whole article. Yeah. They're not going to watch the whole show. They're going to watch the whole clip. That's why the clip exists. Yeah. The clip exists to try to draw people to the show. Yeah. But let me tell you something. This is what happens. You say something, somebody going to disagree. They're not going to read, critically think about what you just said. They're just like, no, I, you're 100% wrong. Yeah. And then you went back thinking, oh, nah, it's not cool. Yeah. You're in the media now. Yeah. Welcome. New media, same audience. <laughs> Yeah, the new media thing is funny to me. And it's funny you mentioned that about the clip thing because I saw another example yesterday, uh, kind of going back to my Kansas City roots here. I don't know if you saw it, but Chiefs Twitter was in a. What, that you were just a kid from Kansas City? No, not that. No, they're not in an uproar about that. But uh, it was a Tyreek Hill has a new podcast coming out, and he teased it yesterday, him and Drew Rosenhaus and some other guy. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about the exit from Kansas City. 
and they teased it. And the guy was like, so are you saying that maybe they didn't use you the right way? They underused you to lower your value, basically? And then it cuts off. And then Chief's Twitter is in a freaking uproar. It's like, how did we get, how did you get underused? You had 160 targets right. last year. But they just went off that clip. Like, we don't, we don't know what Tyreek said in response to that. It cut off right after that. So that was another example. But it's just reminded me of that. It's just, it's just well, same audience. Yeah. And it's like, you think that people don't try to be innovative? Like, you think that people don't try to change things or, or be dynamic? Nah. People try it all the time. Yeah. It's the same audience. But I love KD on Twitter though, man. He's entertaining. See, I'm glad you that's a, that's the that is the appropriate and correct take. Like Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant being on people give him a hard time for just being a normal guy. Yeah, we can't take it for granted, man. I mean, have you ever seen a superstar of his level that's actively tweeting like strangers on the internet with egg avies? <laughs> we, well, it, I mean, just the nature of Twitter doesn't didn't exist to to be in that way, like you know what I'm saying. But like, Kevin Durant is like a month older than me. <laughs> you know, it's like, or like I I feel like I his tweets are not un, like people talk about. He's not well adjusted. Oh, he's all caught up. Nah, his tweets read exactly how a lot of other people on my timelines tweets would read. If they were the topic of conversation every day, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and then I don't, I don't agree with the notion of people saying that he's so emotional and why do you always got to respond to everything? Like I really don't think he's losing sleep over this stuff. I think he just likes genuinely disgusting basketball with people online. But, you know, I, you know, what I think part of the problem is though, people have a trouble seeing somebody who is exceptional at something doing regular things uh-huh like i know that every nba player eats yeah and i it can't be that every one of them has a chef yeah i i it just can't be some of them probably just can't literally can't afford the idea a private chef is expensive there's nba players that cook breakfast lunch and dinner for themselves every single day yeah and you don't ever think about that yeah like they wash their cars they put gas in them they drive. Wow, they actually put gas in their own cars? They actually get out the car and use a pump like we do and put I mean, gas in it? Up and up in. You think about it. <laughs> I think that most people, when they think of NBA players, they think of LeBron. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's not, I think that's unfair. Yeah, like you're not going to see LeBron just riding down Crenshaw. <laughs> or you might, but it would be a photo op. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like he'd be in the back of something, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? But like, and I'm glad you said that. Did you watch the match yesterday? I did not. Okay, but I don't know if you saw it online. But everybody kept saying he's one of us, and you know who that is? My quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, oh slammed eight course lights and was still balling yesterday. The only reason they lost because Josh Allen sucked. He even tweeted, "I'm sorry. I hope your back is okay, Patrick, because they should have won that match because he didn't do anything. Patrick Mahomes was slamming beers." Driving the golf course, driving the golf cart around the golf course, and everybody was like, "How can I hate this guy? He's one of us, man. Just drinking beers, playing golf." Did he speak? Who, Patrick? Yeah, yeah. They had him. That had that, that would have been the answer. How up. can I hate this guy? He was Mike. Did up. he speak? Did you hear his oh, voice? Oh wow! Your really? Come on. <laughs> all right, we're all the way off the rails. Let's get this thing back to basketball. We'll get back with our top five players left in the finals, our finals breakdown and predictions and our underdog parlay after we take this quick break. All right, Mark. Back to basketball. The top five players in the NBA Finals right now. This is interesting because... I feel like this could lend to see who you would pick for the series. But who is the fifth best player? I got Draymond Green at number five. I do too. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's see if, if, if we'll see if we have any disagreements. I'm sure we will. What's your Draymond? Where's your Draymond? So Draymond, I mean, as far as his impact, I mean, he just does everything well. He's a great defender. Obviously, he's their point guard, essentially. He's the leader. He's the voice. And I just feel like... In this matchup in particular, 
because he's going to be going against Al Horford a lot. Two savvy veterans that have high IQ, probably maybe two future Hall of Famers, debatable on Al Horford. But I just feel like in that matchup, he's going to be very, very critical as far as the outcome because he's going to have to be the guy that orchestrates their defense, right? Because they're going against two elite wings. They haven't done that all postseason in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And I think he's going to take time on switching because the Warriors, they switch everything as well. So he's going to be on those guys in certain parts of the game. So I think that and staying out of foul trouble is going to be very, very critical for the Warriors' success. And then obviously getting their offense orchestrated and in, into a rhythm with the shooters, obviously with Steph and Clay. I have Draymond 5 as well, and I agree with everything you just said. If this was top five most important players left in the finals, he would be up higher because he is going to get a flagrant foul in this final series. All that matters is when and how the series is going at the time. He may miss time. Draymond cannot afford to miss time during this finals, and he's going to get a flagrant foul. Yeah. He's going to get technicals, and it's just interesting to see where that is, where that meld is going to mesh. But my fourth best player, and this one was actually tough going back and forth between Draymond and Clay Thompson, but I have Clay Thompson as the fourth best player, and I really maybe I think the Warriors need him to be the fourth best player for them to win this series. But I like Clay. I mean, and it's more along the lines of. He hasn't been able to been put he hasn't been able to put it together consistently. And the Warriors have not needed him to put it together consistently. But when he has put it on in those games fives, game sixes, and in some of those third quarters, he's he's looked very good. He's looked kind of like old Clay. Defensively, he's not giving you what he used to. That's okay. So that's, that's why we got Andrew Wiggins. That's why we traded for Wiggins. Wow, I have Clay at four too. And if we agree on three, we might agree on the whole five. I think we know who two and one are going to be. But, yeah, Clay, you know, I can't deny that championship pedigree, especially in those closeout games. He seems to really, really play good. And he's still giving you 17, 18 points a game. Like you said, it's not the defender he used to be, but he's still really good at that end. So, yeah, I got Clay at four as well. But three will determine if we agree on all five, I think. <laughs> I think we're going to disagree on this one, though. I'd be shocked if you had the same three as me. My third one, even though he can't dribble, if he takes left and true dribbles offensively, he's an elite offensive player, Jalen Brown. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. And he's a good defender, plus defender, and that's what you want out of a guy who can score. Out of a guy who can pop and give you 35, is gonna, you're kind of counting on him to give you about 17 to 22. Out of a guy who can pop, can pop and give you 35, I need that guy to be. I need you to be a plus defender, bro. You can't be like Tobias Harris. You know what I'm saying? I need yeah. you to be a plus defender. So that, that's so, what that's where he's. So my three, I'm going out on a limb here. You just say Jordan Poole. No. Come on. You know me better than that. Andrew Wiggins at number three. He is an all-star. He's the second best player on the Golden State Warriors. He's their best two-way player. Because as we just mentioned, Klay Thompson's not the same guy defensively. He's guarding the best player on every single night. He's going to be guarding Jason Tatum. So he is very, very valuable in this series. And he still gives you 18 to 20 points a night. And he is one thing – he gives you one thing the Warriors don't have. He's their only athletic wing, you know, with those putbacks, those things that you can't account for. He's their best one-way player. He's their best defender. He's their best two-way player. Because he still gets you 18 points a night. But it's not – they're not running no plays for Andrew Wiggins. And he's still giving you 18. But that – but, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to downplay your boy. I'm not saying he's not playing well. He's hitting open shots. That's why, that's why I'm not just rolling my eyes all the way out of my head when you have him as the third best player in the finals. He's hitting open shots. Something that Klay Thompson hadn't been doing in part. But, like, the difference is, though, we're going to run screen and curls for Clay, and Wiggins is going to catch that rebound and yam it. But here's my pushback to you, though. If you look at the production just on the numbers, him and Clay offensively are giving you pretty much the same production, but you already admitted that Wiggins is a better defender. So how is he not the better two-way player when they give you the same production offensively, statistically, but one is better defend defender than the other? 
because I watched them both play offense. So <laughs> like I didn't so, just look at the. So just so just because they run plays for Clay, it means he's better offensively right now. How about this? They don't run plays for Andrew Wiggins because they got better offensive options. Mm. I'm just hey, we we gonna see the game tonight. Tell me how many plays they run for Andrew Wiggins. I gave you he's he's the best defender on the floor they got. Yeah, hey, I think you're underselling. They they do run some stuff for Wiggins. I think you're underselling that a little bit. Well, we could ask Twitter if you want. <laughs> By the way, the extra point social team did ask Twitter because I didn't care. The extra point team did ask Twitter. We have results. So we can ask Twitter if you want. We can ask Twitter. But uh, my, the top two players in this series are, is, is goes Jason Tatum and then Steph Curry. Uh, I find uh, we're not going to tease that. We're just going uh, <laughs> to. You know, it's like, how does Harry Potter end? You he got, survives. You got Marcus Smart in the top two, man? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I find fascinating the star turn that Jason Tatum has been on. If he's able to win this finals MVP. People, like, you want to talk about, how about this? Jason Tatum was finals MVP, and it starts out next year. The Celtics start out, like, I don't know, like. Uh, uh, 16 and 4. No, nah, I was about to say, I was, you're going the other way. I was going to say, oh. like, 8 and 5. Oh, you're going the other way. I was going to say 8 and 5. Oh, okay. NBA Twitter's going to have no idea what to do. Because all summer, it's going to be the summer of Jason Tatum. If he goes 16 and 4, just the momentum from the summer is just going to keep on rolling, baby. And the conversation, if he wins finals MVP, is going to be is he a top five player in the world? I think most say he's top 10 right now. So, yeah, the discourse, and you're funny because you was having a great time about the Jimmy Butler discourse on NBA Twitter. Oh, I feel man. like you got a chuckle out of that. I love it. I love it. There's nothing <laughs> we, didn't know, more, we didn't know what to do with There's Jimmy. nothing more than I love. He's top 10. Now he's, top, now he's top 20. There's people disagreeing with themselves. <laughs> and nobody, you know what the best part about it is? Nobody asked. Nobody asked you. <laughs> like, nobody asked you. <laughs> nobody asked you at all. We didn't know what to do with Jimmy, man. So, Mark, who's going to win game one? And then who's going to win the finals? I actually have Boston winning game one, but I have the Warriors winning in seven. I think Boston matches up very well with Golden State. I don't understand the discourse right now. I see a lot of people saying Boston has no chance. Now I see the Warriors fans are trying to play the underdog role. It's a very weird dynamic, <laughs> what's going on here between these two fan bases. They both want to be the underdog. But I think all in all, they match up very well with each other. And this is the best team that either team has played all postseason. I don't think that's even debatable, especially considering both teams should be fully healthy as far as players available. Now, obviously, guys are still going to be banged up, but they should be playing. And they had about a week off, so guys are well-rested. But I think it ultimately comes down to this. I just can't see a world where, and I got to go in seven, where the Boston Celtics, who haven't been in the NBA Finals before, are going to win a Game 7 in Chase Center. If they win this series, it has to be in 6. And I don't see that happening. I don't hate it. You're wrong about tonight. The Warriors are going to win tonight. I do. Th I have Warriors in 7, though. You want to know the exact order it's going to go in? Give it to me. The Warriors will win 1 and 2 at Chase Center. Wow. I got Boston winning 1 for sure. Boston will win Game 3. Golden State will win game four. Boston will come win game five wow. and six. That's bold. And Golden State close out on the road. That's bold. I mean, I'll, I'll close out at home. That's bold to say that Boston is going to go down from 3-1 to force a game seven. That's, that's a pretty bold take. I would give you what I got. Game one, Boston. Game two, Golden State. Game three, Boston. They go up 2-1. Golden State ties it. 2-2. Two, two. Then it goes back to Golden State. Golden State wins 3-2. Boston wins. And then Golden State wins game seven. The thing I the reason I'm picking the Warriors oh, in the series is the last three minutes of what happened in the Miami game. Well, I will never forget that as the potential worst collapse in NBA history. Period. First. Then you have the Celtics have – they have not really been able to execute, in my opinion, throughout this postseason, execute great in close games. The games that they have won, they've won going away. 
right? I think that these games, this po- then these games are going to be close. Also, I think you have the cumulative effect of fatigue. Yeah, they swept the Nets, but that was a that was a series that I'm sure that even though, like we were saying at the time, it's, they're not a typical seven seed, right? They still have two of the best players in the league. Then they then they went seven games again. I mean, they went seven games in the second round. Then they went seven games again in the conference finals. That's a lot of run, especially when you look at the opponent. Who I mean, the Western Conference Finals. They were they weren't. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, look at the uh, look at the Warriors. Yeah, but if you look at it in totality, Boston's only played two more games than the yeah. Warriors because they swept that first round. But when you, I understand what you're talking about. Look at it in totality. But if you look at totality of the Warriors' run, you know, you get to the second round. They just they punted game five, right? They were like obviously didn't care. Ja goes down. It's a different Memphis. I mean, Draymond's literally dancing to whoop that trick. Exactly. Like it's like (laughs) so. Did they play the game? It reminded me of LeBron when he was talking about load management. When he was saying that it didn't matter about his load management was more about getting ready to play as opposed to playing basketball. Mm -hmm. It's like the, it's like the opposite. Those guys didn't get ready to play at all. They just went to work that day. Yeah. You know. And then, you know, you had the conference finals. Yeah, you had a unique a unique uh, uh talent in Luka, but really that that series was about if the Mavericks are going to keep No, they had to sit back and like they're going to shoot a million threes. Yeah. If they're going to make threes like this, they're going to go to the Western Conference Finals and we're just going to play our game. Right, I think that's pretty much what the Warriors did, and it was really more about Wiggins than any individual person. Like, remember we were telling you, I was, t- I was just telling you what, uh, in the moment. I, I was like, bro, they are game. These games aren't close, but any moment that they get close, it feels like Wiggins is the one that's separating. And and then, you know, the Warriors basically had a you know first round bye. So. So who wins Finals MVP? Does Steph finally get one? There is not a single chance. That the Warriors win the finals and the MVP is not Steph Curry. Like uh, I mean, saying just based off a of narrative. The only way it's gonna happen is if he gets hurt. Or he just shoots historically bad. But they won't win if he shoots historically exactly. bad. <laughs> exactly. Like like he's gonna have to get hurt or something. I don't know if he's not wishing that. But I am telling you this right here, right now. I think that it's great advice and I'm taking it myself. If you think the Warriors are gonna win this series, just bet Steph for the MVP. At least, at least split your unit half on half, right? You get yeah. Warriors minus 150, and then Steph, it's just even money. And I think this is a good question before we close because this playoff's been a lot of blowouts. So if I were to set the over-under on how many games in this series are decided by double digits or more at one and a half, what do you do? Ooh, that's a good number. I had to take the over, but I don't. Th- I think it's going to be a close series. Okay. So there'll at least be two games, double digits or more. Yeah, but I don't. I but. But it'll be like a close double. Yeah, digits, it's so. like a close. It ain't gonna like feel a, like it's a, a backdoor cover double digits. Yeah, and you got yeah. the dog. Like, like somebody uh, shooting some late free throws. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, I I would be shocked. I would be shocked if at any point in this series somebody's up by like thirty. I was about to say the difference in points <laughs> was more than twenty five. Yeah, I'd be shocked. Yeah, me too. So I want to tell you, Mark about the easiest way to get some action in the NFL. The largest best ball prize pool is here, and it's only at Underdog Fantasy. With $10 million in total prize money and three prizes of a million dollars or more, the best place to play fantasy football this summer? Underdog. The last winner of Best Ball Mania, this is a seven-figure prize last year, drafted in June. So there's no time like the present to join Underdog and take your shot at a million-dollar draft. In Best Ball Mania, you just enter the contest on the Underdog website or app, draft a team, and that's it. No waivers, no trades, no in-season management. Underdog gives you your best score each week of the season and the highest-scoring drafts at the end of the season. Plus, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up with the promo code CousinSal. That's four. One, two, three, four free entries into Best Ball Mania 3. So what are you waiting for? Head to Underdog Fantasy or the App Store and sign up for Underdog with the promo code Cousin Sal today. That's Underdog Fantasy, 
promo code cousin space sal mark what is your lemon pepper parlay from underdog fantasy so my underdog fantasy lemon pepper parlay i am going with jason tatum over on assist at five and i'm taking the over on andrew wiggins threes made at one and a half jason tatum has hit this over on assist in two of his last three games I feel like the Golden State Warriors will make sure he doesn't beat them scoring the basketball. So I expect a lot of blitzing on double teams off of pick and rolls to open shooters. And as far as Andrew Wiggins, in the last series against Dallas, in two of their three home games, he he made three threes. So they're at home tonight. He's going to get a lot of open looks because of Steph's gravity, Martin. So I love the over there as well. My underdog fantasy lemon pepper parlay, I'm going to go with Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart over two and a half turnovers. He's averaged 3.6 in his last 10. And I'm going to go with Curry over three and a half three-pointers made. And I feel like personally that is one that may not last through halftime. Oh, so you're, you're expecting a Steph masterclass tonight. Steph is. I, I know this. Steph is going to have at least seven three-point attempts at halftime. So I'm feeling good about four made. I can see that. You know? Yeah. Steph walking in with a tidy 18, three, uh, you know, uh, four for four, uh, four for five, four for six from three. You know, I I, I, I like it. Okay. I can rock with it. You know what, Mark Gunnels? I just want you to know you did a great job today, and I really appreciate your effort. (laughs) You did too, man. It's an honor to be with you. Until next time. (laughs) 